it's Darren from Bonfire. Thanks for checking out the podcast. This episode was recorded live on YouTube and Facebook. Head on over and you'll get the full Bonfire experience. Consider giving us a like and a subscribe. And when you do that, you help fuel more free content here on Bonfire Sports. Find everything you need, links and more, bonfiresports.ca. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome inside Bonfire Sports. Pleased to be joined live by our old friend, Paul Lapolice. Lapo, how are you? Thanks for doing this. Oh, I'm great. Yeah, it's it's, it's neat to be on and uh, doing football. It's great. It's great to be uh, going week two in our home home turf. Yeah, it'll be your home opener, obviously. Back to back against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. If you want, we can, we can dive right into that. Um, what are the challenges versus maybe some of the areas of ease in facing the same team two weeks in a row. I imagine it, it it helps in preparation because you just saw your opponent, you have fresh film on them, but at the same time, you've got to expect wrinkles and you'll have wrinkles to throw at them. Yeah, you know, the first thing from a preparation, you don't have another game to break down. It's the, the game you've been watching, uh, self-scouting yourself and watching after the game. Uh, so that's a little bit easier on coaches um, and you're kind of watching the same film all week. Uh, but yeah, the, the hard part is trying to figure out, okay, we did this well, how much more can we do with this? What are their adjustments to each thing? And trying to have a feeling how teams will react to what you did and uh, just trying to counter that and being ready, being ready for what happens. Yeah, and you, you talked about it during the, the preseason as well. And even on your season preview uh, media calls, Paul, how, you know, Winnipeg knew they had you two weeks in a row. You knew you had them two weeks in a row. So preparation through training camp, you know, and and, and these first two games, uh, all part of it. Uh, that said, it's your second year as head coach of the Ottawa Red Blacks, obviously uh, following uh, a Grey Cup championship uh, here in Winnipeg. How much more settled do you feel in, in year two? Um, yeah, I mean, I certainly, it's actually my... It, it, settled it from a family standpoint because it's my third year because of the COVID year, but second right. year on the field, um, I guess I feel more settled in, in, in a lot of ways, but like, you know, it's not my first time as a head coach, but I am way more comfortable. You know, I have a new general manager. I have a bunch of new players. I have a, you know, and I'm breaking in a bunch of new coaches too. So there has been some change. Um, but I, you know, I do feel real comfortable. You know, it's my second year with some of the guys on the staff, um, and Sean Burke has been outstanding and certainly some of the veteran players we brought in, uh, can bring a comfort level to, to me as a head coach, cause they understand things and how, how to do things. Yeah. You guys were busy, uh, in the off season in free agency, tough to see Kwaku Botang uh, go down to injury. I, I saw some tweets today. He was at practice and, you know, greeting his teammates and, and your, you and your coaching staff and that sort of thing. So that's good to see, but maybe the biggest or most noteworthy veteran addition to your team is your quarterback, Jeremiah Mazzoli last year. Uh, you know, there, there was some, you know, changes that were happening uh, at quarterback and you had to make some adjustments through the year, but how, 
you know, what does Jeremiah bring as a veteran? And then obviously, you know, we saw it in week one, 380 yards passing. What does he bring on the field? Uh, um, you know, he brings a leadership first and foremost. Uh, he's uh, the players respond to him very well. He's great in meetings on the field and practice. He's always working, um, you know, and I'm working at a high level. Right. He really has guys um, wanting to play hard for him. And, uh, you know, and he's, he's recognized a lot of defenses over the years. So he really sees the field well. Um, and he can throw the ball as accurately as I've seen. Um, you know, he's, a, he's an accurate passer. So, uh, you know, a lot of great things from him. And, you know, just the key for him is doing it consistently. How about Darvin Adams, adding a veteran like him, someone you're obviously very familiar with, and, and Jalen Acklin, who had a, a, a very good game outside of, uh, you know, uh, a drop early in the game. But, boy, he he would have been almost at 200 yards if he had, had pulled that one. And you, you got some dangerous weapons um, that, that, you know, um, Mazzoli is, is using uh, at his disposal. Yeah, you know, I thought we spread the ball around very well. Even our fullback had a big catch. And, you know, we so, like, that's part of our process. We always talk about one first down or a catch, get somebody else a touch if we stay on the field. And that's what Jeremiah did a good job. We had a bunch of, we had a bunch of different uh, guys catch the football because Jeremiah kept us on the field. I was really impressed with your defense, Paul. They came out aggressive. They played physical. I noticed that right away. Hard hits, uh, aggressive at the line of scrimmage, aggressive in the back end in, uh, you know, uh, ensuring the receivers knew that uh, the, the defensive presence was there. Is that something uh, you and defensive coordinator Mike Benavides put a focus on to ensure that, you know, you raise your physical game when you play against a team that has a reputation of being physical in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Yeah, I don't think it matters who we're playing. We want sure. to be a physical football team. So um, it's something, you know, we've talked about since day one, and, and we wanted to make sure we impart physicality no matter who we play. Um, and certainly, um, you know, we want to make sure we did a good job stopping the run this year. And uh, they, they certainly did a good job of that. And um, we'll have to find a way to do it again this week. Yeah, you, you do have to face them again this week. And, and obviously that first game of the season is a feeling out period, no matter your opponent, uh, but but getting them in a second week. Uh, when it comes to your defense, I'm curious of, of what you guys saw um, and, and maybe even just, you know, casually, how different is this Blue Bombers offense without Andrew Harris? Uh, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, going to be dramatically different, you know, uh, certainly um, you're, you've got a lot more years and a lot more games played at the tailback position when Andrew was there, but, you know, Brady was a talented back who's been in the system for a couple of years, right? Uh, same thing with Johnny. Um, they've got a good offensive line and, and, you know, good coaches who understand, you know, the schemes in the CFL. So, you know, I, I, I think you lose that veteran presence of, of Andrew, but you've got some good, you've got good young capable guys. Kenny Lawler signs the uh, big free agent contract to join Edmonton this offseason. Uh, Darvin joining your team, of course, as we touched on. Greg Ellingson uh, comes over from Edmonton and joins Winnipeg. He was targeted early and often uh, in week one. I'm curious what you saw in him and uh, Dalton Schoen, the rookie number 83, who was, uh, you know, uh, in his first pro game, uh, heavily involved in Winnipeg's offense. Yeah, I thought Dalton did a nice job. Really, uh, you, you know, made some plays down the stretch and, and Ellingson's just a veteran, right? Seen all the coverages before, seen all the pictures, you know, actually spent some time with Zach, you know, a couple of years ago. So, you know, it's good to have, you know, at the receiver position, if, if you have a veteran guy, the trust factor is so much, so much easier to have that trust factor and a guy be in the right spot at the right time for the quarterbacks.
No, no question about that. Paul LaPolice joining us here on Bonfire Sports. Bombers Red Blacks go Friday night, and we invite you to join our pregame show. Thursday, we'll go live, myself and Chris Walby, at 3 o'clock in a postgame show uh, as well. Uh, I asked Mike O'Shea this question after the game, and then again this week, about the flow of that game, Paul. Uh, did you see what I saw? It, there, there just didn't seem to be a lot of flow to the game, in the middle especially, Kind of stagnant, a lot of um, you know inability for offenses to to find continuity and and, and move the football. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, you're facing you know Winnipeg is one of the best defenses in the league last year, and uh, Richie Holt does a great job. They have really good players, so they do a good job. You know, I was proud. Like I, I know we had an 11 play drive and a nine play drive, and and you know, like fortunate enough to do that. Um, you know, but the thing de- their defense does is they keep you out of the end zone, right? They do a really good job, right. of, you know, giving you field goals, but not touchdowns. And, uh, you know, the, so when you have two couple of defenses that are playing well, it's going to be, it, it's going to make it uh, create some two and outs. Paul, a uh, lot of fans asking me on our post-game show, uh, game day after dark about, uh, the circumstances around the end of the first half, uh, your team well within field goal range. Could you walk us through what, what happened there? Yeah, you know, we were uh, we wanted to take one more play, and uh, you know, we were going to go with a tempo play, get a, get one more play, and we didn't get communicated very well. The, you know, uh, we have certain terminology tells us what to do, and then obviously that didn't get communicated well, and um, and we took too much time off to talk to snap it. So, um, you know, difficult, right? Because it's a situation we try to work on and go through, and. And, you know, certainly dis- disappointing. We don't get, uh, you know, don't, you know, we, we don't get down in time and uh, we catch the ball and there's still a couple of seconds. We still don't get down in time. So, you know, it, it, my thing is to make sure I've got those guys understanding the situational football and, you know, and if there's any doubt, I, you know, you know, possibly could have used my timeout. So yeah, it's a mistake. And, you know, but as I tell the players every week, uh, if the kicker misses a field goal, if a guy drops the ball, if the quarterback throws a pick, you know, those are, there's multiple reasons why we lose a football game, but that was, yeah, that was, you know, we gotta be better. We gotta, we gotta be better as a team at the end of that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see you uh, and the blue bombers uh, go head to head in a rematch on Friday night, Paul. It's funny. You mentioned those plays here and there, a dropped ball, a misconvert or, or whatever it might be for either team. It's hard to win a football game. It's hard to win in the CFL, no matter how good your team is, your roster is, your coaching is all of that. Uh, when you go into battle on a week to week basis, it's tough to win football games because it does often come down to just one or two plays. Well, I didn't, I didn't know this stat till after the game that the, what the Bombers are 19 and one at home, their last 20 starts. Right. So yeah, yeah obviously no, not a lot of people had a lot of success in that, in that park. So, um, but we certainly, um, you know, we, we we certainly feel that uh, you know we can play with anybody in the league, and we will. We'll we play better than them. We're going to win, right? And that's what we got to strive to do each week. No, I I couldn't agree more. I think you and and your team uh, opened a lot of eyes in CFL Week One, taking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers right to the finish, uh, and and everybody looking forward to Friday night. Uh, I do want to ask you, Paul, did you get your Grey Cup ring? And uh, uh, well, or sorry, not not your. You got your Grey Cup ring from 2019, but you got yeah. a uh, an opportunity to be uh, reintroduced to the crowd at IG Field. You and, and Darvin Adams on some separate occasions. How did that feel? Uh, you know, to be celebrated by those fans that you know really loved you and, and your personality and your time here in Winnipeg. 
Yeah, I mean, that, obviously the Bombers didn't have to do that, but that was, uh, you know, that was really nice. And, yeah. um, you know, I spent, I, I spent a majority of my career, I spent two, you know, I spent three different times in Winnipeg, right? So the majority of my CFL career has been with the Bombers, right? 02 and 03, 10, 11, and 12, and then 16 through 19. So three different occasions and, uh, you know, certainly have great memories there and great people to work with and, and great relationships with all the people and enjoyed, you know, you want to coach where football is important, right. And, yeah. and where, where the community cares about football and, and Winnipeg certainly been that way. So I enjoyed all the people and my time in the community. So yeah, it was nice. Uh, it was, I appreciate the fans, uh, uh, cheering for me and then booing me right after, I guess. So, uh, but outstanding. Yeah. It's really nice of them to do that. Yeah. Passion is, is a good thing. Uh, however it is communicated, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Paul, I've always appreciated my interactions with you. I, I thank you for your time today. Best of luck this season. Best of luck Friday night, uh, in your home opener. And, uh, I sure hope we can talk to you again soon. Thanks, Darren. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Paul. Be well.